Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Oh, welcome, welcome, everyone. It is just an exciting, exciting time that we're living in. And I'm bringing you Soul Purpose Healing to bring us back into alignment with the Creator, love, compassion, and wisdom. So much activity going on in the world, but it's all good on one level because it's helping us transition to a more peaceful, fourth-dimensional reality and paradigm. So thank you, thank you for joining me. I believe as a collective body of humans, we can make the difference, we can make the changes that will bring about this much-needed peace in the world and an end to war. Now, if you were with me on Friday, we talked about the need to have a boot camp for peace, and we had lots of veterans come on and share that there's actually a movement from our United States and other global veterans for peace. Yes. And so tonight we want to talk about a freedom, a freedom that will help us get this boot camp for peace really moving and working. And it's a freedom from religious ideas and the bondage that religion can keep us in. There is too much ignorance out there about uh, the difference, for instance, between Jewish people and Zionists. And so we've got a lot of people uh, practicing hate out there. We've got to stop, 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 stop. We don't need to hate on the pawns in the game. You know what I mean? We've been talking a lot on Soul Purpose Healing about the game of chess because when you analyze the moves that the elites are making and the warmongers are making, this is the game of chess, brothers and sisters, that they're playing. And many of us believe that uh, we don't have any control over it. But if you come out of the position of the pawn, the pawn in the chess game is usually the first ones to go off the board. And we're talking about off the planet in this case. But that pawn has the ability to move to the other side where the elites are, and that pawn has the ability, if the hand that's moving it, that you, has the mind to know that it has power once it gets past the, the uh, obstacles in the game, the, the other pawns, the knights, the bishops, the rooks and even get over to the other side and become a queen or king. If you don't already consider yourself a king or a queen, you can become one by raising your consciousness. So welcome, welcome. And I want to welcome, uh, let's see, Empress Regina to uh, Blog Talk. No, she's on Facebook with me, Facebook Live. Thank you, Empress Regina, for joining us. She says, Great being beloved. Same to you, my sister. So we wanted to have a discussion tonight about freedom from the synagogue of Satan and religious bondage. It's time to come out of religious bondage. So my is brother Ralph Smart. He has always has a current message to start us off on a spiritual note. Brother Ralph Smart is a very high-level spiritual teacher on YouTube. And he has his latest video really talks about after 11-11, which was yesterday, where a portal was opened. So I want to start off tonight 
with Ralph Smart's wisdom about what happens now that that 1111 portal is open and how we can view world situations because that's where we want to have keep our perspective on a high level of energy and frequency. And I think Ralph Smart is the perfect person to do that because he has been around for a long time. And so I want to start off with playing not only the audio, I'm going to play Ralph Smart. 1111 portal has been opened in case you weren't aware of yesterday, the dates and the numbers. Very significant. And it was the day of Armitage or the end of World War I happened on 1111 back in 19-something. Uh, so he's going to go over all of that with us and help us to start off tonight with a very positive, upbeat outlook on where we're going, how we're going to get there, and what our focus needs to be as we're traveling. So here's Ralph Smar talking about the 1111 portal. Peace, love, and harmony to all of you wonderful deep divers. Another beautiful day. I woke up like this, deep divers, all magical and fly. No, I woke up like this, deep divers, all magical and green. That's correct. How are you feeling today, deep divers? Look, it's 11-11, the 11th of November. I'm excited because, you see, the 11-11 portal has just opened. Oh, yeah. Guess what's coming? So much is in store for humanity. We're about to dive deep. The information that I'm about to share with you on this 11.11 is going to blow your mind and change your life forever. Deep divers, I want everybody, 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 including the cat down the road, to hit that like button right now if you support the real. Hit that like button and subscribe. Right now, if you support the real, you know why? Because we got a whole lot to talk about. It's eleven eleven, deep divers. Are you ready to dive deep? I thought so. Let's go. <laughs> Let's breathe, deep divers. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Breathe with me, deep divers. Let's go. Woo! Breathing in that grass, prana, baby. Raising the frequency. Raising the vibration. Take that, take that, take that. Good ass energy I'm sending you, deep divers. Peace. Infinite waters diving deep once again. Beautiful deep divers of planet Earth. Shout out to all of you. Look, on this 11-11, it's a special day. Can you feel the energy is kind of different today, Deep Divers? That's because it's 11-11, baby. Look, if you're watching this video, this is your confirmation. 11-11 blessings are heading your way. If you're ready for that, just say thank you. Now, the 11-11 portal has just opened. Guess what's coming? Deep Divers, first and foremost, this is a super powerful day to set your intentions, to say your affirmations, to get ready to manifest what you want, to also take a look around at the world right now. Because we need 
to pause and reflect. We're going to talk about the significance of this day and why it's so important to really hold space for it, to set a new intention for yourself and for the world. So we're really, 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 really about to dive deep into this 1111 portal because we have the power to not only create our own reality, but to also shape the reality we want for the world. Oh, that was powerful right there. Oh, yeah, deep divers. And we ain't even had breakfast yet. Can I get a hello? <laughs> Shout out to all of you wonderful deep divers on the 1111. It's a powerful day today. Like, I can feel the energy so high, so can the cat down the road. So, 1111. This powerful portal which has been open today. What does this really mean? Well, first and foremost, a lot of people see this numerical sequence, 1111. Like I literally saw it like two days ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, 1111 keeps following me around. I'm like, I must be the chosen one. Look, the 1111 is a symbolic number sequence, repeating number sequence that you are entering a whole new reality. You're leaving behind the old world and you're entering a whole new world. And when we take a look around at what's going on on the planet, a lot of people are fed up of war. Huh, yeah, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Reminding me of rush hour right now, right? It's good for nothing. And a lot of people are remembering because once again, deep divers, the 1111 is actually the Remembrance Day. The Remembrance Day, okay? Remembrance Day, November 11th. Why is this significant? Why is this important? Because it ties into the 11.11 portal. Let's break it down. So, 1918, you had the armistice, which signified the ending of World War One. So, so many soldiers, lost their lives in combat during World War I. It was brutal. It was terrible. And we must never forget the people who died, the soldiers who died in wars, not just World War I, but all the wars. And to think a lot of these are young men who have had their lives taken away from them at such a young age and who have committed Horrible acts to other people, sometimes even civilians. But it's a reminder to remember that nothing good comes out of war. So the 1111, when we talk about holding space for this very powerful time, and also being in a state of meditation to say, actually, it's time to remember. Let's not forget about why war is not needed. Now, what's going on in the world right now as I'm speaking? Oh, yeah, Israel, Gaza, Palestine, Hamas, all of that stuff, right? So, deep divers, when you take a look around at what's happening with Israel and Gaza, it's crazy because, you see, what happened on October 7th was terrible to Israel, right? But what happened to Gaza afterwards is just as terrible, even worse, 
Because right now I'm counting over 11,000 Palestinians have been killed. That's crazy. Half of them are children. And this is the reason why on 11-11 today you have protests all around the world, not for Hamas, no, but for the innocent Palestinian children, adults, young women, men who have lost their lives. So, for example, in the UK, you had nearly one million people protesting against a genocide that's happening in Gaza. And this is powerful because they're doing it on the 11-11. So what does this mean symbolically? It means that the world is watching. The world is watching. You see, the 11-11 is all about you can't hide anymore. The world is watching Israel. The world is watching to say, actually, we are watching and we cannot see you bombing innocent civilians who have nothing to do with Hamas. It's unacceptable. This is the power of the 1111. And that's why I told you, on this portal, you really want to hold a meditation for peace. You want to hold a meditation for clarity. You want to hold a, med- hold a meditation for love. And right now, Deep Divers, it's not just about what's going on with Israel and Gaza. It's about what's happening in your own life. You see, the 1111 portal has opened. Guess what's coming? A new earth is coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A new earth is coming. And this new earth is going to be better than the current reality you're in right now. This new earth is all about people raising the frequency and what else raising the vibration it's about people standing on the side of truth standing on the side of love standing on the side of justice i told you the old world is about choosing sides the new world is about being on the side of love being on the side of truth being on the side of justice the 1111 portal has opened guess what's coming you see deep divers the 1111 is actually symbolic of the Twin Flame Reunion. The Twin Flame Reunion. And right now, it amazes me how so many people are finding each other. Like lovers are getting reconnected. Twin Flames are coming back together. It's happening because people realize, you see, in this matrix, a lot of people have been chasing things which aren't making them actually happy. But all we need is love. And right now, it's amazing how many people are saying, you know what? I'm ready to meet my twin flame. I'm ready for the twin flame reunion. I'm ready to meet my better half. And it's happening. Okay? This is what the 1111 portal is all about. It's all about saying, actually, I'm great, but with someone else, I'm even greater. Okay? That's the twin flame reunion. The 1111 portal has been opened, Deep Divers. Guess what's coming? The new age. Right? And a new age is really a new dawn of humanity, symbolizing a choice that humanity has to make. You see, the 1111 portal opening is telling humanity a new beginning is arising. Now, once again, you have a choice about what this new beginning is. You can choose your humanity 
or you can choose the artificial insanity because the apple is symbolic of the forbidden fruit. Once you bite that, you've lost your innocence and you're going to go further into the metaverse. Now, you've got a choice to say, actually, right now I'm going to surround myself with Mother Nature, Gaia, and that's the reason why you see Ralph Smart in the heart of nature every single day and a gold room and a green room. Deep Divers, the 1111 portal has opened. Can you feel the energy shift right? If you can feel the energy shift right now, Deep Divers, hit that like button right now. If you can feel the energy shift right now, hit that like button right now if you support the real. Let's talk about it. The 1111 portal has opened. The 1111 is symbolic of a new beginning, a new energy hitting the planet, and that's what's happened. People are ready for something new. They don't trust the leaders, the politicians, all of that stuff. People are now realizing how we've been scammed. Our entire lives, we've been lied to. And this is what the 1111 is symbolic of. It's all about us actually coming and having this introspection, this self-reflection to realize that actually reality is not what it seems. We are practically blind in the universe, seeing less than 0.035%, which is visible light. So a lot of people right now are realizing it's time for something new. Everything I thought I knew is wrong. Yes, that's what the 1111 is symbolic of. Okay, we have to also remind ourselves of a new beginning. A lot of people get caught in past habits which hold them back. The 1111 is about freeing yourself from the ego, from bad habits. You're always smoking, drinking. It's time to stop that, and it's time to embrace your highest self and become your greatest version. The 1111 portal has opened. The 1111 portal has opened. Guess what's coming? The magnificent you. A lot of people... When you realize the 1111 is all about alignment, it's all about balancing your chakras out, doing a little samba, baby, raising the frequency. So when you see 1111 and on this day, hold a meditation to say, you know what, right now, everything is aligning for me. Right now, it's time to get in alignment with my true purpose, my true path, and my true calling. This is what we do on this day. Deep Divers, the 1111 portal has opened. Guess what's coming? You see, so many people right now are doing the inner work. And what we can tell about what's coming is that you're having highly evolved human beings being created right now as I'm speaking. You know why? Because a lot of people are going on the journey within. They're focusing on themselves. They're saying, you know what, let me turn off the TV, the television which tells lies to your vision, and let me go within. Let me turn off Netflix and let me go within. Let me turn off the news and let me go within. This is what the 1111 is all about. It's about you transforming into your highest, greatest, best version. And you are becoming unstoppable. You are creating your own reality. You are getting the love you want. You are getting the manifestation you want. You are getting the financial freedom you want. You are going against any adversity which is trying to come against you. You are living 
the life that you know you came here to live. This is what the 1111 is all about. It's about you affirming to the universe with the I am affirmation because I am the two most powerful words in the universe. Whatever you put after that is what you become. It's about you affirming to the universe what you will become. Affirm to the universe today, deep divers, on the 1111 portal what you will become. I am Ralph Smart becoming love, health, abundance, little samba, baby. And then I'm just saying, feel so good to be alive, baby. Can I get a hello? (laughs) I am love. I am health. I am financial freedom. I am compassion. I am a warrior. Keep doing it, and it will manifest for you. Deep divers, I want everybody to hit that like button right now if you support the real. And share this video. Hit that like button right now 11 times if you support the real and share this video. Okay, go and check out the number one best-selling book, Feel Alive by Ralph Smart on Amazon and at ralphsmart.com slash the book, The Bible of Becoming Your Greatest Version. Also, go and check out the book of 1111 Infinite Quotes by Ralph Smart at ralphsmart.com slash the book, The Secret Recipe to Becoming Your Greatest Version. And go and get the Infinite Waters good-ass prana shirts at ralphsmart.com slash clothes and spreadshirt.com if you're in America. And if you're a sexy-ass model, woo, with a whole lot of heart, you want to model the clothing, well, go and buy some. We're doing the fashion show in Miami. You want to be an Infinite Waters model, DM me on Instagram at official Ralph Smart. Deep divers, they tried to bury us. They forgot we were seeds. On this 11-11, hold a meditation for love. Hold a meditation for peace. And remind yourself, this is one of the most powerful portals to open. Make sure you have a vision for yourself and that you have a vision for what you want the world to be. Okay? Happy 1111 portal. Happy 1111 for all of you. So we give thanks for Ralph Smart. If you need help, Ralph is on YouTube all the time. And as he suggested, it's time that portal was open yesterday, and it move as we move forward in this new energy. It's time for us to take back control, take back our power, and dispel the ignorance. And I'm taking back my power, and I'm presenting to you ways to get rid of all this ignorance. There's too much ignorance in the world right now. And I am really moved to do something about all the hatred that's being expressed towards average Jewish citizens. There is a difference between your average faith, the Jewish faith-believing citizens and the Zionist government that is running that Israel uh, platform over there. So we're going to tonight bring you into more knowledge, wisdom, and understanding about Uh, what is going on over there, for one, and bring us out of religious bondage. That's my goal tonight. Bring us out of religious bondage. So I want to deal with the the phrase synagogue of Satan because as I watched all the propaganda, oh, my goodness, it's never ending, right? Never ending. And hello there to uh, Yana Alish. Alicia, hi, good evening. Thank you for joining us. And Olivia Mazian, I think it is. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all for joining us. And I pray that tonight you'll share this wisdom and this truth with your friends and family. 
so we can stop the violence in our earth, especially the violence against our Jewish citizens who have nothing to do with the Zionist government that's warmongering and who are psychopaths. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. So we want to stop all this hatred and division. But how how do we do that? We educate ourselves. We learn more about the society and the the, the government. And one thing we need to know about um, this scripture, this, this passage in the book of Revelation talks about the synagogue of faith. Now, why are we talking? What do we need to mention that for? Because we are living this scripture in the new day. And let me read it for those of you who may not be familiar with it because it's so relevant to what we are observing in, in that land called Israel and the people who are controlling, governing, murdering, uh, and promoting violence. This synagogue of Satan appears, and we're going to learn about it. Don't take my word for it. We're going to, I have some audio that I want to play on the subject, and you can judge for yourself. Judge for yourself whether this is relevant and it's propaganda that's being promoted that we need to be aware of who's promoting it. So in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 9, it says, I know your troubles, the creator is speaking to his children. A message, it's actually it's a message to Smyrna, it said, the angel of the church in Smyrna. I know your troubles. I know that you are poor, but really you are rich. I know the evil things said against you by those who claim to be Jews, but are not. They are a group that belongs to Satan. Don't be afraid of anything you're about to suffer. Listen, the devil will put you to the test by having some of you thrown into prison. Your troubles will last, blah, blah, blah. Be faithful to me even if it means death. So that phrase, they are a group that belongs to Satan, in some version it says they are the synagogue of Satan. So from that, We want to take a look at who is running Israel, the government of Israel that, as Ralph Smart uh, pointed out, is murdering, genociding uh, the children in Israel. And who is doing that? Well, it's my belief and my understanding that what is happening is you have a Zionist government in Israel that's not listening to the people, the Jewish citizens, who are protesting right now against Netanyahu and that government. But instead, you have Netanyahu coming before cameras and the media saying that we are the original Jews, we are the original chosen people, and God's going to protect us, and blah, blah, blah. And while he bombs, sends out the order to bomb, kill, and murder, and destroy So you be the judge. Is that scripture talking about the Netanyahu government that is a group of people who are working for Satan or working for the adversary or working for the enemy of the Most High, Yah, creator of love, compassion, and truth? Truth, truth, truth. That's what we have to discern and come to our own conclusion for peace and to stop this division and and cruelty against the Jewish citizens, we have to be able to discern who is this group of people working with the adversary 
meaning the enemy of the creator of love, truth, wisdom, and compassion. And you be the judge. So that's why we want freedom from those type of people who are promoting death, destruction, and genocide versus those of the Jewish citizens in this country as well as in in the land of Israel and other countries who are protesting and demanding ceasefire and who are promoting love your neighbor. There are so many Jewish people in Israel alone who love their Arab neighbors. There are many, there are Jewish people I've seen who are married to Palestinians and who are fighting this government in Israel. And we here in this show tonight, we want to just become more conscious about who is this group of people, who is the synagogue of Satan versus who are the loving, beautiful Jewish citizens of of Jordan, of Jordan, of Tel Aviv, of all the surrounding neighborhoods who are promoting love and peace. So we, we need to come out of this ignorance in this country especially Stop hating on your Jewish citizens. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not sane to do that. It's. It's crazy to be hating on anyone in this country who is um, professing to be of the Jewish faith. They are no worse, no better than any of us, and they are our brothers and sisters. That's it. On female solution, we promote unity, and we have a global family. So. Uh, I believe it's time for our break. When we come back, I'm going to just play the first of many audios about who is Israel and who is the synagogue of Satan. We we just need to be really clear on that to educate the ignorant ones who want to promote violence against citizens of this country who are practicing a certain faith when they are not the targets. They are the pawns, just like all of us. And so when we think about the game of chess, keep in mind who is the synagogue of Satan, the group of people who are are against the creator's love, compassion, wisdom, and truth versus those who are loving, kind Jewish citizens who want to live in peace with their neighbors just like the rest of us. Unmuted. So I'm going to open up the mic for my executive producer, Naima Latif, and she's going to play uh, some commercials for us, and then we'll be back for more on who is Israel, who is, what is the synagogue of Satan, so we can educate our friends and neighbors and not uh, promote any more violence against our citizens. So, Naima Latif, your mic is open. Thank you for being with us tonight. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago Branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. Oh, man. 
God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456, and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. I'm Beata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. 
Now, just in case you're thinking, well, maybe these are just Jews who are not really Jews and they're kind of faking it. Well, why would God point out the blasphemy of them? Because the Bible says, if he hath not the Son, he hath not the Father, but he that hath the Son hath the Father also. Uh, they are antichrists, which denieth the Son. So they're, they're the blasphemy, what, what would God have anything to do with the religion of Judaism if it's a false religion? They do not believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. In fact, they spit when they even say the name Jesus. They believe that, and you can read this in, in a book called Jesus in the Talmud. You can read their Talmud yourself, where Jesus is boiling in hot excrement for all of eternity, that he was a bastard son of a whore. They have grotesque things to say about our Savior, and they hate him. This verse says, I know the blasphemy of them that say they are Jews and are not, but they're of the synagogue of Satan. Well, there's only one uh, group that uses synagogues as their places of worship, and that's the religion of Judaism. And Jesus is calling that religion the synagogue of Satan. In our first video, we said he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and the circumcision is that of the heart, not of the letter of men. So the Bible is very clear that those that are saying they're Jews but do not... Uh, bear the name of Christ or believe in Christ or are part of his people are blasphemous and they're of the synagogue of Satan. And again in Revelation 3 9, he said it again to be even more clear. He said, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. So who. This thing of like we're like the second class citizen and God loves the Jews more than us. Actually, He said, "I'll make them to come and 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 um, to uh, to worship before Thy feet and to know that I have loved Thee." Who? The chosen people of God, the Christians, those that believe in Jesus Christ, the saved people. Those are the real Jews. These guys who say they're Jews, the Bible said, and are not, and they're liars, and they're of the synagogue of Satan. Folks, I want nothing to do with the synagogue of Satan. Now, that young man is a Christian, obviously. So he describes this scripture in Revelation in terms of his Christian belief and what he has learned uh, as the belief of Christians versus Jews. But it's a lot deeper than that. Because now what we have is a government called Zionist. And I want to give you a different perspective on what is the synagogue of, of Satan, not so much from uh, the idea that, well, if Jews don't believe in Christ, uh, then they're not the real Jews. No, we're not going to uh, elaborate on that perspective at all. Uh, because again, we're trying. We are working tonight to get rid of the hatred and the attacks on our Jewish brothers and sisters because of their faith. Versus the government over there, who are Zionists, and we're going to share a little bit about what the difference is between Zionism and Judaism. But let me just give you another perspective on uh, what is the synagogue of Satan, because. Um, the first one was more of a Christian perspective, and this one is actually um, a little bit uh, neutral, more neutral, and we want to be able to balance what a Christian might believe about the synagogue of Satan versus uh, 
another more neutral position. So here's uh, one more perspective on what is this, what does it mean about the synagogue of Satan? Next question uh, comes from Stephen. Uh, he asked specifically um, regarding the term the synagogue of Satan. Uh, he's always been his belief that those who teach against the Jewish people as God's elect and who've chosen to teach replacement theology are those that are the synagogue of Satan. Um, others might say that uh, elements of uh, the Muslim uh, religion is the synagogue of Satan. What is your opinion on this? Well, um, we're talking about a phrase that comes out of Revelation 2, 9, and 3, 9. Correct. There's two references that use this. Revelation 2, 9 uh, says this, I know your tribulation and your, and your poverty by those who are rich and the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. And then in verse, three, uh, verse 9 of chapter 3, it says, Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them to come and bow down at your feet to know that I have loved you. One of the, first of all, let me make sure we all understand. I view Revelation 2 and 3, the letters to the churches, is an end-time message from the Messiah to the believers telling them to get ready for the Great Tribulation. Make these following corrections before you get into the Great Tribulation. And the reason why I believe that is, first of all, the, the messages are for the bondservants who will see these things shortly take place. Uh, and furthermore, there's references to the tribulation in these messages. There are references specifically to being preserved from it, dealing with it, and things like that. So we're talking about a group of end-time believers on the brink of the great tribulation who say they are Jews but are not really. Mm -hmm. So what in the world is, is, is that? Well, he equates what he's really, he's defining what he's really saying here by saying they are of the synagogue of Satan. They are of the assembly of Satan. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the synagogue of Satan? What is the assembly of Satan? Well, Satan is the great accuser of brethren. And if you stand in the assembly agreeing with Satan to accuse other brethren, you're in the synagogue of Satan. Mm -hmm. You're in the assembly of Satan. Because Satan is always up there accusing the brethren, you know, before the Lord. Right. Now, in the modern messianic movement, we have many messianic believers. And we have people who assert that they have a Jewish background. Well, that's fine, along with all the other different kinds of people that are believers. But some of my Jewish believing brethren, and this is a well-known fact, have in this generation they have decided to be critical and accusatory of all other brethren. They've decided to accuse fellow Messianic Jews because they disagree with them on whether or not God's going to restore the two houses of Israel or whether or not there's going to be a rapture or, a, or we're going to go through the Great Tribulation or whether there's going to be a greater exodus or how the end-time prophecies of God restoring all things take place. They, they have those kinds of issues. They have the kinds of issues where they scrutinize anybody who comes into their assembly. If you don't have, if you're not Jewish enough for them, you're not really part of us. We'll let you come and contribute to us, but you're not really part of us. And those kind of games go on. And, it, and I, sadly, I, I wish it wasn't so, but it's true. 
And there are some, some of the earliest elements in this generation that, that brought the Messianic movement about. Some of those earliest leaders have migrated into that behavior. Thankfully, not everybody did. And it is a known fact that most people that are in the Messianic movement today are not Jewish at all. But if you want to see what I'm talking about, just go to an assembly where we're at and mention Monty Judah's name, Eddie Chumney's name, Rico Cortez's name, other independent Messianic teachers, mention uh, Messianic Israel Alliance, mention Hebrew Roots Network, mention Hebrew Nation uh, you know, broadcast, mention Lion of Land Ministries, mention any of these that, that speak to all of the people, and these people will literally almost stone you and throw you out of their synagogue. And these are fellow Messianic Jews. And they assert their Jewish identity. For the record, let me go, I've had to deal with them. For the record, these two verses have been great encouragement to me. First of all, it says in the end times there would be these Jewish believers misbehaving and accusing other people. So there's the prophecy. Now what does the Lord say that we're supposed to do with it? Well, he says, be patient. Behold, I will make them come and bow down at your feet to know that I have loved you. Wow. That's a quote from Isaiah uh, 60 and Isaiah 49. All right. You know what those passages are talking about? How God's going to save Ephraim. And those that have been vexing Israel, vexing Ephraim, they will come and be humbled to know that God loved them. Mm -hmm. So that's what we've got. We've got the ancient conflict between Judah and Ephraim. Judah vexes Ephraim. The Ephraim vexes Judah. This is the reason why we're scattered in the nations. That's Isaiah 11, by the way. Uh, and the day is coming when we won't vex each other. We'll be pulled together. The, the stick of Judah and the stick of Ephraim will come together. It'll become one in the hand of the Lord. That, that's part of the reconciliation. That's right. part of the restoration that takes place. Okay, those are the types of discussions that are going on all over the world, which is really good for us because people are talking about what does it mean to be a Messianic Jew, for instance. Well, that means that you believe in Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus as a, your Savior, and that you believe Jesus is coming back. So those are Messianic Jewish believers, men and women oftentimes, who were all about Judaism and not believing in Messianic uh, the reality or the Messiah coming back. So now we're having all these great discussions, which is wonderful, because we can bring clarity, we can bring truth to the lies that the synagogue of Satan is promoting in the Zionist movement. So what is a Zionist? That's our next question. We need to know the difference between Judaism and Zionism. So I want to play for you a little audio about that tells you, helps you uh, discern the difference between Judaism and Zionism because uh, we're, people are confused. The government in Israel who's bombing Palestine, uh, who keeps promoting Jew, Israel has the right to defend itself, that is your Zionist government. And then you have the citizens of Israel 
who consider themselves Jews, they consider themselves Messianic Jews, they consider themselves Arabs, a variety of beliefs and faiths living in Jordan and Tel Aviv, and they're all promoting peace other than what the government is promoting. So let's just take a look at the difference between Judaism and Zionism, and then I'll come back and take some calls. But we want to be clear about this because what we are up against is a lot, a lot of people in our government in the United States are also Zionists. That's the reality we're facing today. When the whole world is uh, protesting and asking for a ceasefire, asking for an end to all wars, in fact, our government is ignoring, excuse me, ignoring that cry. Why? Because my suggestion to you, they're ignoring it because they are of the Zionist family, the synagogue of what I would say the synagogue of Satan. So let's listen to uh, an explanation of what that looks like, the difference between uh, Zionism and Judaism. Many people these days tend to conflate two terms, Judaism and Zionism. So I thought it's about time to clarify things. While Judaism is an ancient Abrahamic religion dating back thousands of years, as well as a national and cultural identity, Zionism is a much newer phenomenon. In its basic form, Zionism means support for a Jewish state in the ancient homeland of the Jews, the land of Israel. Like many other national movements, Zionism emerged in Europe towards the end of the 19th century. It was led by Jewish Austro-Hungarian journalist Theodor Herzl, who responded to a sharp rise in anti-Semitism in Eastern and Central Europe. Herzl argued that Jews can only be safe and prosperous in their own nation-state on their historic land, which was controlled at the time by the Ottoman Empire. In Altneuland, a novel he penned in 1902, Herzl described a modern secular Jewish state in which Arabs and Jews would enjoy full equal rights and even women would be allowed to vote. A pretty novel idea for the time. In his book, a nationalist Jewish character named Dr. Geyer tries to abolish voting rights for Arabs. But he loses the elections and leaves the country in shame. Some Zionists saw Palestinian Arabs as almost transparent. In 1901, British Zionist activist Israel Zangville described Palestine as a country without a people. The Jews are a people without a country. But others, like Russian Zionist Aaron David Gordon, empathize with their Palestinian neighbors. How do we treat the Arabs, who, whether we like it or not, are political and social partners? What do we know about them? Gordon wrote in 1918. Early Zionists could hardly agree about what Zionism meant and what the Jewish state should look like. Some saw it as a political movement, while others as a cultural one. Some wanted it religious, while others wanted it secular. Some preferred a socialist economic system, while others were real capitalists. So, are all the Jews also Zionists? Well, Zionism means very different things to different people. Broadly speaking, most Jews support the existence of a Jewish state in one form or another. Today, almost half of the world's Jewish population live in Israel. But ultra-Orthodox communities are uncomfortable with Israel's secular character. So, their members avoid serving in high government positions or in the army. Meanwhile, millions of Jews choose to live abroad, but still support Israel politically or financially in their countries. Small groups of Jews, like the fringe ultra-Orthodox group Neture Karta, actively oppose Israel. 
Radical activism also exists on the Jewish far left in Europe and the United States. We all have different layers of identity. For example, a person can be religiously Muslim, ethnically Arab, and nationally Iraqi. Similarly, one can identify as Jewish by faith or ethnicity, and Zionist or Israeli by political conviction. Identity, in short, is a complex thing. So there you have it, a little bit more about uh, Judaism versus Zionism or Zionist. Oh, shoot. Just, and I just disconnected my, uh, I got to go back to my stream yard. Okay, I'll be, I'm going back to my studio. Sorry, I disconnected myself. <laughs> okay, we're back. Okay, got it. Okay, sorry, I disconnected myself. I'm back. So we want to go, uh, any questions, if you have any questions, comments, please, please feel free to comment here on Facebook. In fact, I love uh, my audience here. Washita Wellness Center says, greetings, beloved. When one is harmed, all is harmed. Thank you. We are one. Unity, echad. The word is echad. We are one. We want to help. We all are help. So we are promoting that oneness tonight. Thank you, Washita Wellness Center. And thank you, uh, Zelda for joining us here. Grand evening, Dr. B. United, we stand, divided, we suffer as a collective. We all have a choice to follow the one voice. And that's what we're, we're beginning to really see with all the protests, that people are really saying in one voice, cease the fire, cease the wars. And as I talked about on Friday uh, with the veterans uh, on my show, let's cease all wars and have veterans for peace, all right? We want, we want an end to all wars, and tonight we're exploring the idea that that group of people who are against the most high creator, love, wisdom, peace, are what they call synagogue of Satan. If you have any other uh, differences about that, by all means, speak up, press one. But we're, we're really looking into tonight what does it mean to let go of the religious bondage that uh, many people have been under uh, for too long, for too long. And I especially want to introduce you to the idea that the Vatican has played a major, major role in promoting all the division that we're seeing around the earth with religion. So uh, I'm going to go to commercial. My executive producer is ready with commercial. I'm going to go to commercial. And when we come back, this next hour, we want to explore Christianity, Islam, and Judaism in terms of who is who has been manipulating all the division. Why do we have uh, 50 denominations in Christianity? Uh, why are people confused about the Sephardic versus the Ashkenazi Jews? 
And and what is it about Islam that has so many similarities to Catholicism? Yeah, there is a book, there are a couple of books, in fact, that talk about the Vatican-created Islam. Ah, people, oh, no, that couldn't be. Well, we're going to explore that tonight. Why? To help us understand why all this division is being created, manipulated, promoted by that synagogue of Satan, that group of people who go in against the creator's love, compassion, wisdom, and peace, so that we can have really good discussions about how to end all this insanity Unmuted. and her and uh, Twilight Zone. So we're going to go take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the the influence of the Vatican in all religions to bring division to us. So Naima Latif, uh, thank you. Your mic's open, and we'll be right back after these messages. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness sessions on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel. Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. 
Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com.
The go. astonishing story from the ex-Jesuit priest, Alberto Rivera, how the Vatican created Islam, which was told to him by Cardinal B, while he was at the Vatican. After his conversion to Protestant Christianity, Alberto Rivera exposed what he was told by Cardinal B. And this story is excerpted from The Prophet, published by Chick Publications in California. Since its publication, after several unsuccessful attempts on his life, he died suddenly from food poisoning. But his story should not be silenced, as it is important to understand. Alberto Rivera went on to say, What I'm going to tell you is what I learned in secret briefings in the Vatican when I was a Jesuit priest, under oath and induction. A Jesuit cardinal named Augustin B. showed us how desperately the Roman Catholics wanted Jerusalem at the end of the third century. Because of its religious history and its strategic location, the holy city was considered a priceless treasure. A scheme had to be developed to make Jerusalem a Roman Catholic city. The great untapped source of manpower that could do this job was the children of Ishmael. The poor Arabs fell victim to one of the most clever plans ever devised by the powers of darkness. Early Christians went everywhere with the gospel setting up small churches, but they met heavy opposition. Both the Jews and the Roman government persecuted the believers in Christ to stop their spread. But the Jews rebelled against Rome, and in 70 AD, Roman armies under General Titus smashed Jerusalem, and destroyed the great Jewish temple which was the heart of Jewish worship. On this holy place today where the temple once stood, the Dome of the Rock Mosque stands as Islam's second most holy place. Sweeping changes were in the wind. Corruption, apathy, greed, cruelty, perversion and rebellion were eating at the Roman Empire, and it was ready to collapse. The persecution against Christians was useless as they continued to lay down their lives for the gospel of Christ. The only way Satan could stop this thrust was to create a counterfeit Christian religion to destroy the work of God. The solution was in Rome. Their religion had come from ancient Babylon, and all it needed was a facelift. This didn't happen overnight, but began in the writings of the early church fathers. It was through their writings that a new religion would take shape. The statue of Jupiter in Rome was eventually called Saint Peter, and the statue of Venus was changed to the Virgin Mary. The site chosen for its headquarters was on one of the seven hills called Vaticanus, the place of the divining serpent where the satanic temple of Janus stood. The great counterfeit religion was Roman Catholicism, called Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth, which we see in Revelation chapter 17 verse 5. She was raised up to block the gospel, slaughter the believers in Christ, establish religions, create wars and make the nations drunk with the wine of her fornication as we will see. Three major religions have one thing in common, each has a holy place where they look for guidance. Roman Catholicism looks to the Vatican as a holy city. The Jews look to the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem, and the Muslims look to Mecca as their holy city. Each group believes that they receive certain types of blessings for the rest of their lives for visiting their holy place. In the beginning, Arab visitors would bring gifts to the house of God, and the keepers of the Kaaba were gracious to all who came.
Some brought their idols and, not wanting to offend these people, their idols were placed inside the sanctuary. It is said that the Jews looked upon the Kaaba as an outlying tabernacle of the Lord with veneration until it became polluted with idols. In a tribal contention over a well, called Zamzam, the treasure of the Kaaba, and the offerings that pilgrims had given, were dumped down the well and it was filled with sand, it disappeared. Many years later Odab al-Mutlib was given visions telling him where to find the well and its treasure. He became the hero of Mecca, and he was destined to become the grandfather of Muhammad. Before this time, Augustine became the Bishop of North Africa, and was effective in winning Arabs to Roman Catholicism, including whole tribes. It was among these Arab converts to Catholicism that the concept of looking for an Arab prophet developed. Muhammad's father died from illness and sons born to great Arab families in places like Mecca were sent into the desert to be suckled and weaned and spend some of their childhood with Bedouin tribes for training and to avoid the plagues in the cities. After his mother and grandfather also died, Muhammad was with his uncle when a Roman Catholic monk learned of his identity and said, Take your brother's son back to his country and guard him against the Jews, for by God, if they see him and know of him that which I know, they will construe evil against him. Great things are in store for this brother's son of yours. The Roman Catholic monk had fanned the flames for future Jewish persecutions at the hands of the followers of Muhammad. The Vatican desperately wanted Jerusalem because of its religious significance, but was blocked by the Jews. Another problem was the true Christians in North Africa who preached the gospel. Roman Catholicism was growing in power, but would not tolerate opposition. Somehow the Vatican had to create a weapon to eliminate both the Jews and the true Christian believers who refused to accept Roman Catholicism. Looking to North Africa, they saw the multitudes of Arabs as a source of manpower to do their dirty work. Some Arabs had become Roman Catholic, and could be used in reporting information to leaders in Rome. Others were used in an underground spy network to carry out Rome's master plan to control the great multitudes of Arabs who rejected Catholicism. When St. Augustine appeared on the scene, he knew what was going on. His monasteries served as bases to seek out and destroy Bible manuscripts owned by the true Christians. The Vatican wanted to create a messiah for the Arabs, someone they could raise up as a great leader, a man with charisma whom they could train, and eventually unite all the non-Catholic Arabs behind him, creating a mighty army that would ultimately capture Jerusalem for the Pope. In the Vatican briefing, Cardinal B. told us this story. A wealthy Arabian lady who was a faithful follower of the Pope played a tremendous part in this drama. She was a widow named Khadija. She gave her wealth to the church and retired to a convent, but was given an assignment. She was to find a brilliant young man who could be used by the Vatican to create a new religion, and become the Messiah for the children of Ishmael. Khadija had a cousin named Warqua, who was also a very faithful Roman Catholic and the Vatican placed him in a critical role as Muhammad's advisor. He had tremendous influence on Muhammad. Teachers were sent to young Muhammad and he had intensive training. Muhammad studied the works of St. Augustine which prepared him for his great calling. 
The Vatican had Catholic Arabs across North Africa spread the story of a great one, who was about to rise up among the people and be the chosen one of their God. While Muhammad was being prepared, he was told that his enemies were the Jews and that the only true Christians were Roman Catholic. He was taught that others... I'm going to stop, pause that there is a long video, and that is the beginning of what is very controversial about how the Vatican created Islam. And you can do more research on that if you like. It is a video available on uh, YouTube, How the Vatican Created Islam, and more. And there's a book called Our Hidden Enemies that you can read more about that. But there's people who still debate whether that's true or not. But in a minute after, I'm going to take a caller, and then I'm going to share with you some surprising similarities between Islam and Christianity, Catholicism, keep in mind the Vatican, the Jesuits, and uh, the synagogue of Satan rolled into one. We are, this is as, as uh, Ralph Smart pointed out in the beginning, that 1111 portal yesterday opened up for us many truths that we can experience and know and change our lives if we believe these truths uh, are, are coming from a valid, a valuable source. So uh, let me take a caller uh, who has placed their hand up, and then we'll continue with um, the discussion, or we'll continue with audios after this caller about the surprising similarities. And they may be not so surprising if you know friends who are, is, or, or, who are Muslim or who are Catholics. Or, there's a lot of similarities, but we're looking into who is dividing us in these different religions. So let me go to the phone, 407-797. Your mic is open. Welcome. Four zero seven. check your mute button. 407-797. I'm not sure who that is. But your mic is open. Okay, uh, let me keep the mic open for a minute. Uh, if um, we don't hear from 407-797, I'm going to keep going and show you um, the surprising similarities uh, between uh, Muslims and uh, or the Islamic faith and Catholicism and Christianity and how uh, we've kind of been bamboozled once again and not knowing the whole truth uh, can free us from any bondage from religion. So let's look into uh, the similarities that can help us be free of any bondage uh, about the religion. Let's see. Here we go. Islam and Catholicism are two of the biggest religions in the world. And having similar roots, there's bound to be some striking similarities between the faiths. Hey guys, what's happening? Welcome back to FD Facts. My name is Leroy Kenton. And now we're going to be exploring this 
Very fascinating episode. It's been highly requested on this channel. I'm going to be looking at Catholicism specifically, though, and not looking at Christianity on a whole, but when it comes to Islam, I'll be looking at Islam on a whole. So let's just jump into it. We're going to notice that there's some pretty surprising similarities. Starting off at number 10, the reverence of Jesus in these religions. Muslims and Catholics, they view Jesus as somebody who performed great miracles, and both these religions consider him to be the Messiah. According to the Quran, the Muslim holy book, Jesus was born miraculously through God's spirit to the Virgin Mary without having any earthly father. And Jesus will also appear near the end time to defeat the false messiah. So as you can see, both Islam and Catholicism have similar beliefs when it comes to Jesus. But it's not just a similarity when it comes to Jesus. There's also great similarities when it comes to the reverence for Mary in both of these religions. Great reverence for Mary, Jesus' mother, is a huge similarity. Mary is seen as a woman who is blessed among all women. And although she is a very central figure in Catholicism, over in the Quran, she actually has an entire chapter known as Surah Maryam, which is named after her. Mary is also mentioned in the Quran a total of 34 times. And this is actually more than the number of times that she's mentioned in the Bible. Number eight, we have the similarity with prayer beads. Now, these are used to mark the repetition cycles of prayer. In Catholicism, they are used to pray the rosary to the Virgin Mary. And over in Islam, the beads are referred to as Misbaha, Tatbi, or Sibha, and they usually contain 99 normal-sized beads, and they actually correspond with the 99 names for God in Islam. And there's also two smaller beads that separate every 33rd bead. Pilgrimage is another big thing. And one of the five pillars of Islam is to perform Hajj, which is a pilgrimage to the city of Mecca in Saudi Arabia. And a Muslim is required to do this at least once in their lifetime, as long as they're physically and financially able to do so. But in Catholicism, there is no compulsory pilgrimage that Catholics need to perform. However, Catholics regularly on their own free will perform several different pilgrimages to different holy sites around the world. One of those holy places are even the holy land of modern day Israel. Catholics also visit the Vatican City and the Church of St. Peter over in Rome. Number six brings us to the similarity in the belief in one God. Islam and Catholicism are monotheistic religions at the core. That's probably one of their most similar attributes. Each of these religions also hold Abraham as one of the most central figures in the faith. And Abraham, by the way, is known in some religious circles to be the father of monotheism. That, of course, is the belief in one God. And guys, you know, before I forget, while we're on the topic of talking about similarities, we actually did a related video to this, but that one highlights the differences between Islam and Christianity on a whole. That is a very interesting video. We go into a lot of the theological beliefs. So if you're interested, I'll have the link to that video below in the video description section for you to check out after this one. Continuing now to number Five, this similarity is a similarity in the crescent moon. You'll see many images of the Catholic Virgin Mary that show her standing over a crescent moon of some sort or some sort of moon figure is included in an image with the Virgin Mary. Islam, however, doesn't necessarily use the moon in that way, but in Islamic mosques, 
you'll see that some of them have the crescent moon and the symbol placed right on top of the mosque. And also the symbol of the crescent moon is even used on flags of certain Muslim countries. And this is to represent Islam. Similarity at number four is fasting. Fasting is one of the five pillars of Islam. So during the month of Ramadan, which is the ninth month of the Islamic lunar calendar, Muslims are to fast from dawn until sundown. They also must stay away from any intimate relations, as well as any sort of other addictive habits that they might have. For Catholics though, fasting is a form of penance, and this is done to help make amends for any of their sins that they committed. Every single year, Catholics are encouraged to fast and also turn away from their sins for 40 days during the season of Lent. And then on Ash Wednesday, as well as all Fridays during the Lent season, Catholics, they're supposed to refrain from eating any form of meat. The devil is also another similarity. The devil exists in both Islam and Catholicism, and both Muslims and Catholics agree that the devil is a specific, literal being. He's completely evil, and he tries to turn people away from God, and the Catholic view is that the devil is a fallen angel who rebelled against God, but in Islam, the devil is of a class of being known as jinn. So there's a difference with the origin of the devil, but both religions agree that the devil is real and he is a literal being. There's also similarities in the Bible. That's at number two. Catholics consider the Bible to be the holiest book, but also Muslims consider certain parts of the Bible to be holy as well. Although Muslims do consider the Quran to be the holiest book, it doesn't mean that they completely dismiss the entire Bible because they believe in its existence. According to Islam, some parts of the Bible are actually revelations from God, and Islam views the Torah, the Psalms, as well as the Injil or the Gospel as being inspired. However, they do believe that the Bible was corrupted throughout history. We're going to end off this episode with number one, and this similarity is charity work. Oftentimes, these religions are seen in the light of past evils of some of its members. Now they're bad Muslims as well as there's bad Catholics. But I feel it's also important to recognize the good that each of these religions do. Muslims and Catholics, they both practice and heavily preach the importance of charity work and giving to the poor. One of the five pillars of Islam actually is zakat, which is an obligation for every single Muslim to give a portion of their wealth to the poor. And in Catholicism, charity is a very important obligation, and this is found in the Bible according to the words of St. Paul in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 13. It says, the greatest of these, faith, hope, and charity, is charity. And charity, by the way, in some Bibles is translated as love, but it all stems from the same idea of giving back to humanity. Catholics are encouraged to give a certain percentage of their income also to the church. So, sorry for the confusion on the audio and video. I, I hear he has two different videos that I was showing, one and not the other. So, uh, questions, comments. This is a shock to some people uh, about the Vatican creating uh, Islam, and it, it is, again, I'm saying it's controversial, but it's just revealing to us all the division uh, that many of our religions have are based in some corporate idea of control, control. 
And we are going to look at next, I'm going to look at um, actually uh, 10 denominations in one sentence. We're going to get just look real quick at all the Christian denominations. Why do we have all these denominations? Well, this guy puts it in sync uh, to reveal the divisions and the confusion that we have come into in most of our religions that have caused even wars, that there's so much hatred, so much confusion, and it's time for us, if we choose, to uh, be free from the bondage that many religions bring us. So here's just a quick look at Christian denominations. Every Christian denomination in one sentence. We were here first, so that means we're right. Our leader is the coolest, so that means we're in charge. We'll get mad at you for not believing in predestination, as if you even had a choice. We take the whole Bible literally, except the parts about communion. That's just a symbol. Literally just Baptist, but with a better website and worse music. Not to be mean or anything, but we're not going to take communion with the rest of you, because you guys are stupid. We're not exactly sure what we are, but whatever that is, we're happy to be that. We're really good at writing 3,000-page theology books that no one's going to read except us. We're kind of like the South America of church history, because we've been around for a while, but haven't really had much of an impact on everyone else. Uh, we were very conservative 400 years ago. We were Protestant before it was cool. If you're really Christian, you better prove it by behaving well. If you're really Christian, you better prove it by speaking in tongues. No, we're not Eastern Orthodox, we're Oriental Orthodox. We're actually the real Orthodox churches. For the last time, we are not Muslim. We kind of hate the world, so we're going to do our own thing. The rest of you guys couldn't do Christianity right, so we're starting it all over again. Church for Atheists. Now, I'm going to play that one more time just to, for those of you who are watching on uh, Facebook, you can actually see the craziness of having all these. Every Christian denomination in one sentence. We were here first, so that means we're right. Our leader is the coolest, so that means we're in charge. We'll get mad at you for not believing in predestination, as if you even had a choice. We take the whole Bible literally, except the parts about communion. That's just a symbol. Literally just Baptist, but with a better website and worse music. Not to be mean or anything, but we're not going to take communion with the rest of you because you guys are stupid. We're not exactly sure what we are, but whatever that is, we're happy to be that. We're really good at writing 3,000-page theology books that no one's going to read except us. We're kind of like the South America of church history, because we've been around for a while, but haven't really had much of an impact on everyone else. Uh, we were very conservative 400 years ago. We were Protestant before it was cool. If you're really Christian, you better prove it by behaving well. If you're really Christian, you better prove it by speaking in tongues. No, we're not Eastern Orthodox, we're Oriental Orthodox. We're actually the real Orthodox churches. For the last time, we are not Muslim.
we kind of hate the world, so we're going to do our own thing. The rest of you guys couldn't do Christianity right, so we're starting it all over again. Church for Atheists. Now, is that, I hope that makes you chuckle a little bit because at some point it just seems a little ridiculous that we have become so divisive about this thing called religion uh, when it really, if you think about it, should be more um, unified. Um, so we're going to, let me just read a few comments here before we go to an, our last break. Uh, Zelda says, Grandy, united we stand, divided we suffer. As a collective, we all have a choice to follow the one voice. Thank you, Zelda. And she says, so much deception comes from the Vatican that keeps us blind. I was so happy to grow up and out of Catholicism. I didn't know what to do. Congratulations, Zelda survived and escaped. (laughs) Division and fear is the name of the game, she says. And police misconduct tomorrow, we're going to hear from Zelda tomorrow, what we can do to stop the police misconduct. That's tomorrow on Monday Morning Mindfulness from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And Zelda says, Vatican created Islam? Question mark. Wow. And again, that's controversial. Many people are are not sure about it. But I've read two books on it, and it's so convincing. But I'm going to leave it with you to um, understand, understand, and overstand the whole confusion about the Vatican, Catholicism, uh, Islam, Christianity, the Jesuits. Just read about the Jesuits, and you might get a clearer picture. And Craig is here. Good evening, Craig. Thank you for joining us. Craig says, from the Book of Portents, volume number nine, written by Bukhari, And at the Messiah's advent, he will break the cross and kill the swine. A crucifix is a symbol worldwide, and it's going to be destroyed. Second part, a swine or pig is symbolic of greed via excessive taxation. A destruction of organized religion and abolishing of an unfair taxing system. We're evolving. We're evolving. All these religions were great for many people and not so great for others at other times. But this is a wake-up call when we are observing in living color uh, genocide, holocaust, uh, destruction in the Middle East. And then Craig says the book of portents is derived from a series of volumes collected by scribes circa 1423 during Islam's rise. So much that we can learn uh, if we pick up a book and and read about some of these things that people like Greg are very familiar with, but we have been in ignorance, brothers and sisters. And that is how we have been divided, jammed, jabbed, bamboozled because uh, we've been in ignorance. So uh, let me just check and see um, if uh, we have our last commercials we take before our last break. And then we want to do a little meditation uh, because these are times where, as Ralph Smart said in the beginning, the portals have been opened. And the next big global event is coming. I'm going to share that with you. 
uh, from Ralph tomorrow for us to be prepared for. So let's see Unmuted. if Naima is ready. For Naima Latif, your mic is open. If you want to play our last set of commercials, your mic is open. And if Naima's taking a nap or busy, um, I want to share with you uh, Ralph Smart's message on the next big global. We'll come back um, Muted. to Naima. The next big global hunt. Today, tonight, is all about freedom from the synagogue of Satan or the organization group of people like the Zionists running the war in uh, Israel. Uh, this group of people who are adversaries to the creators, love, wisdom, compassion, and truth. Truth, truth, truth. That is what the synagogue of Satan represents. Warmongers which is like living color in our own government. If you haven't seen it yet, our government is clearly revealing their allegiance to the synagogue of Satan. Who would have thought this movie just gets better and better, pop, past the popcorn? And no grief, no sadness on my part. It's just the Most High Creator is revealing all the evil in the earth right now. This, I think this month is going to really be a whirlwind of Twilight Zone and and more in episodes that we never thought of because it's the season. That portal was open yesterday, 11-11, and now Brown Smart uh, is going to help us see, uh, let's see, where is he? The next big global event that's coming. So let's listen. infinite waters diving deep once again beautiful deep divers we're out here in the heart of nature it's a beautiful day we got a light rain deep divers we also got the sun out we got butterflies floating around the cat down the road saying what's up i woke up like this all magical and fly wait a sec there's no place i'd rather be than with the birds bees leaves and trees how you feeling today deep divers look a lot of people can feel the shift. Can you feel the shift, Deep Divers? I can feel it, right? The next huge world event is slowly approaching, and nobody sees it. Hit that like button if you support the real, Deep Divers. Hit that like button right now if you support the real. The next huge world event is slowly approaching, and nobody sees it. Wake-up time. The information I'm about to share with you, Deep Divers, is mind-blowing. You're going to raise your eyebrows like the rock. But first, let's breathe. Let's go. That was so beautiful. Let's go, Deep Divers. Woo! Breathing in that good-ass prana, baby. Raising the frequency 
raising the vibration. There's no Wi-Fi out here, Deep Divers, but I swear there's a better connection. So just imagine I'm FaceTiming you right now with an imaginary smartphone. If you are watching this video, Deep Divers, this is your confirmation. Your breakthrough is coming this new week. Are you ready for that? Just say thank you. Now, so many people have been writing to me, Deep Divers. They're like, oh my gosh, Ralph. I can see the whole of this planet changing. I can see the whole world changing. It's like we're living in a whole new world, Ralph, and this is not Aladdin. You got that right. It's all because these are the signs of the times. Deep divers, are you ready to dive deep? Let's go. And we ain't even had breakfast yet. Pardon? And we ain't even had breakfast yet. Can I get a hello? <laughs> Wonderful deep divers, the truth shall set you free, but it will piss you off first. And then you'll smile again. It's like a, it's like a cycle, deep divers. Look, shout out to everyone who's waking up right now. Shout out to everyone who's on their quest for truth right now. Shout out to everyone who's going within. You see, everything out there in the matrix is to distract you from who you really are. A multidimensional being having a human experience. Now, the next huge world event is slowly approaching and nobody sees it. Wake up time. You see, deep divers, the ancients predicted the times we're living in right now. We can go back thousands of years to the Indus Valley. Okay, in the Vedas, in the Sanskrit, they talk about the Kali Yuga cycle. That's the cycle we're in right now. They call it the age of darkness, the age of ignorance, the age of hypocrisy, a time when men and women will be consumed with materialism and forget about each other. It's all happening right now. A time when people would be consumed with fear. It's happening right now. A time when great wars will emerge. It's happening right now. Russia and Ukraine. All of these things have been written. Maktub, the Arabic word, it means it was written. I spoke to you about the Hopi prophecy. When the earth is ravaged and the animals are dying, a new tribe of people shall come onto the earth from many creeds, colors, and classes, and whom by their deeds and actions shall make the earth green again. It's happening right now. They will be known as the warriors of the rainbow. It's happening right now. Chosen ones. Mm. Slow motion this side. Mm. All, around the, all around the world right now are coming together. And we've got to remind ourselves there is talk of another pandemic. COVID isn't gone. It's going to come back. Tedros in WHO, the World Health Organization, has been giving you subliminal messages to say, hey, the next pandemic is on its way. It's inevitable. So you have to be preparing yourself mentally and emotionally for another pandemic because these are the signs of the times you see 
we are currently in the Kali Yuga cycle or in the fourth world when we talk about the Native American Hopi science. And the fourth world is actually coming to an end. That's the reason why the matrix is collapsing. The program is collapsing. We live in a world so fake, the truth actually scares people. Mm. Slow motion this side. Mm. I've got a new one, Deep Divers. We live in a world so fake, Barbie is real. And Barbie just made the box office record, right? <laughs> Because so many people are like, hey, I just want to go into like a Barbie reality right now. But Oppenheimer, Napoleon, these films coming out that are out right now are showing humanity its gruesome past about war, conquest. And now the chickens are coming home to roost. Tipping point. Humanity has already hit the iceberg. What was that? Oh, we hit the iceberg a long time ago. The ship is sinking, deep divers. And you have to get off before it's too late because it's going down. Babylon is falling. The house of cards is falling. You know why? Because it was built on a lie. Everything you have been taught is a lie from birth and a lot of people are now waking up and this is the good news deep divers because i came to bring you the good news the good message everything that's happening right now is happening for a reason oh what would you do for a klondike bar world star people will do anything for 15 minutes of fame it's not even 15 minutes of fame anymore it's more like 15 seconds People are willing to sell their souls for a few silver coins. These are all the signs of the end times. In holy text, they talk about how my people perish for a lack of knowledge. This age is actually coming to an end. This current version of reality is on its last legs. That's the good news. Because the apocalypse means the lifting of the veil. Many people, millions of people are awakening. They're realizing they've been lied to by the media, big tech, big pharma. And people are ready for the truth that lies within them. That's the good news. You see, all you ever need is 1% of a population to change the collective reality. When 1% realize we must be the change we wish to see in the world, then we will get a whole new world. And this is not Aladdin, the new earth. We will return to the golden age, and it's happening right now. That's the good news because we are reaching the critical mass, 80 million. The 1%, we're reaching that critical mass where enough people are waking up from the spell, the dream cast, to find out who they really are. We're living in biblical times. Have you seen deep divers, the wildfires all across Europe? In Greece especially? The island of Rhodes, thousands of people, they were evacuated. That's like the book of Exodus. Can't you see 
we're living in the end times, the next huge world event is slowly approaching and nobody sees it. Wake up time. You have a choice to make, you see, because there are two forces on this planet. There is a force of love and there is a force of fear. And you have to decide which force you're rocking with. I'm choosing love over everything. I'm choosing love over everything. I'm choosing love over everything. And that's the reason why I'm in the fifth dimension. At the same time, there is going to be a huge world event that's going to move people more into fear. If you are in a fear frequency, be careful. Because when shit hits the fan, you're going to go down with the Titanic. You've got to remind yourself right now to come out into nature. Come and meet me in Come and meet me in nature, deep divers. Do a little samba, baby. Raise the frequency. Can't you see everything that's happening is growing, building into a crescendo, into something that's getting ready to take place? It could be another pandemic, internet blackouts, keeping you trapped in a 15-minute city. Digital IDs, have you noticed that everything is self-service? Can't you realize that soon there aren't going to be any human beings left? They're turning a human being into a human cyborg. They want a world without touch, no feeling. A world without smiles, no meaning. And you have to now choose love over everything. You have to homeschool your children. Learn how to grow your own fruits and vegetables. Seven-day vegan challenge. Get right with yourself before it's too late. These are the signs of the times. Oh, yeah. It's all in the symbology. Elon Musk, right? Change the Bluebird Twitter logo to X. Can't you see the writing on the wall? Do you know what X means, deep divers, in the symbology? It means the end of an old cycle and the beginning of a new cycle. Mm. Slow motion this side. Mm. But you don't hear me, though. It is time to get right with yourself because something is getting ready to take place. And if you are raising your frequency, raising your vibration, it's not going to affect you. You are going to be in the new earth doing a little samba, baby, waking up with a whole bunch of grapes in your mouth. Deep divers, how fun is that? But if you are in fear... It's not going to be good for you. There is a massive split happening between 3D and 5D. That's the reason why people you know, friends, family, a lot of them are still trapped in the matrix. You're getting your ass out, and that's what it's all about. Right now, you have to wake up to your power. You have to wake up to your greatness. You have to wake up to your magnificence. You didn't come here to be a slave. You came here to be free because being free is your birthright. We've got to remind ourselves, The youth, they can't look up to the adults because the adults screwed them over. A lot of the young ones are on demon time. You know why? Because the message was taken out of the music. Let me send condolences to Gilly the King, his son, who was murdered in Philadelphia. 
by some people on demon time. And these are the signs of the times that in the end times, humanity will lose its humanity. And this current version is coming to an end. I told you, the inorganic ones never take a day off. At the same time, the good news is that the golden age is returning. The golden age is returning. The golden age is returning. You have to learn how to master your emotions. You have to learn how to choose love over everything. It's all about more truth, more love, more freedom. You can take my car. You can take the cat down the road. Don't take the cat down the road. You can take my watch, but you will never take my freedom. The next huge world event is slowly approaching. George Orwell would be turning in his grave. He predicted the future of 1984, where he said, if you want a vision of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. That's the world the inorganic ones want for you. And a lot of people are going to live in that reality, in that metaverse, in that artificial reality. At the same time, millions of people will be liberated, freed from their shackles and chains and enter the fifth dimension and do a little samba, baby. But the choice is yours because big things are getting ready to take place. We are in. We are in the uh, transition period. And uh, I'm going to end uh, Ralph Smart there. It's a longer video and I want to do a, quick a, a little meditation before we go and i do have a comment by um craig who says the prophecy that he spoke about the hopi prophecy was not accurate so great this is why we need your comments your listening ear because not everyone who comes on these audios is 100 percent correct but sometimes they need to be corrected but most of the time uh, as olivia said ralph is someone that she's been watching and he's been on in, in the, he's been our our news. Thank you, Olivia. He's our news that I choose to listen to, and has been a peaceful uh, evolution with Ralph Smart. Thank you. Soul purpose. She says healing. But then Craig says no, no, no. Uh, be careful with this prophecy. Thank you, Craig. We want to be careful with every word that we hear because we've been lied to so many times that everything we hear we should take with a grain of salt and do our own uh, do our own research. He says, Warriors of the Rainbow was not, was not, nor was it ever a Hopi prophecy. It was a work of fiction uh, written by a hippie who was sort of an evangelist. Okay, he tried. When every non-native becomes a native and every real Native American disappears, quote, this was taken uh, as gospel and was false. But when enough people believe a lie, eventually it becomes true. Warriors of the Rainbow is very, very dangerous for natives. Thank you, Craig, for uh, enlightening on that. And Craig says, um, uh, I think his spirit is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Smart is off the chain uh, with all kinds of spiritual messages. So I wanted to end with him and you, uh, Craig, and all of your comments to bring us to a positive note. 
uh, on all these things about the synagogue of Satan. We're hearing murders in the streets of Philadelphia, everywhere. That's the synagogue of Satan as well. And then all the religious bondage that people are in, that they would murder and kill and promote war, uh, it's a delusion really. But let us remember that our body is the earth and our water is the blood. And let us remember the sacredness. So let's just do some breathing in and out as we close to remember how sacred we are and that we want to promote the love, the wisdom, and the compassion and truth in this opening of the portal after 11-11. Earth my body, water my blood, air my breath, and fire my spirit. Earth my body, water my blood Air my breath and fire my spirit I like to sing to the earth, I like to hold her She likes to sing to me, she likes to hold me I like to sing to the earth, I like to hold her, she likes to sing to me, she likes to hold me, I carry fistfuls of ease, I make love to the breeze, I carry fistfuls of Trust they will lead me home I carry grief on my wings I know I caged birds Through many turns of this moon My women have suffered wounds but my grandmother's with me. Close your eyes, can't you see? And my grandchildren are here. The rose, the crow, and the deer. I am surrounded by light, the light of story. To quiet my mind, I need to listen. We are surrounded by light, a lot of stories. We need to quiet our minds, we need to listen. Earth, my body, water, my body, air, my breath, and fire. Fire my 
love, love, love that song. We are on a soul journey. I am love. I am truth. I am light. I am peace. I am joy. Carry that with you, I pray, as you go through your week. And we'll see you tomorrow morning with Zelda and police misconduct, what we can do to stop it. Tomorrow with Julia Klein on Monday Morning Mindfulness. So everybody have a great week. Get out, get some sun before it gets too cold. And we're going to say thank you. show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci. show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Leave your comments about today's show. 
You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.